0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Deion Gordon Podcast. I'm your host, the connoisseur of common sense, the purveyor of authenticity, the man who calls it right down the middle, Dion sorry, Gordon, enough of the bullshit, let's get to work. Well, what a difference a week makes. One week after getting sent to the upper room by the Kansas City Chiefs 44-23 at home at Levi's Stadium, one week after getting their monkey asses whipped by the Kansas City Chiefs one week after Patrick Mahomes laid the smackdown on the 49ers candy asses 44-23. They responded with a resounding, convincing, dominating 31-14 victory over their hated rivals, those low life scumbags and fraudulent world champion, Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers once again put the Rams body in a body cast, then put that body cast in a body bag, then took it to a Pilates class, let a fat bitch body splash, took it out and then shot the ass, dumped that in some more trash, and then took one of Brandon Ayuk's braids to tie up the rest of the bag. They fucked the Rams up yet again. Eight times. Four consecutive regular seasons, the 49ers have swept the season series with the Los Angeles Rams. They even beat them a couple years ago with Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, an undrafted free agent who was making $650,000 a year. He beat the Rams. Jimmy Garoppolo is now 7-0 versus the Los Angeles Rams. Kyle Shanahan is X-Factor and Sean McVay is Rich Dollars. I've been watching a lot of battle rap lately. Some of you might be able to tell that based on the beginning of this particular podcast. But I digress. How about Jimmy Garoppolo? How about a word? How about some appreciation? How about a round of applause for our quarterback, James Richard Garoppolo? If you're going to criticize him, as I often do, if you're going to denigrate Jimmy Garoppolo, you also got to applaud him and appreciate him and acknowledge when he plays well. He played an outstanding football game on Sunday. I say it in every intro, I call it right now in the middle. There's no personal agenda here. I don't I don't know that guy. I never met Jimmy Garoppolo. I have no real personal vendetta with him. My only issue with Jimmy Garoppolo is that he's usually inconsistent and underwhelming and disappointing for my favorite football team in big games. But when he plays well, I have no problem saying that Jimmy Garoppolo played well. And on Sunday versus the Rams, he was outstanding. A couple of throws here and there. He could have and probably should have gotten picked off by Jalen Ramsey. He missed Ray Ray McLeod early in the game on a post pattern that no doubt would have been a touchdown. That pass was on CP time. That's like a brother telling you he's around the corner when in reality he hasn't even left his house yet. He'll be there in about an hour. But no, in all seriousness, Jimmy was excellent. Jimmy was incredible on Sunday. He played a very nice football game. When you go 21 of 25 for 235 and two touchdowns and a quarterback, a passer rating of 132.5, what can I really say about you? How can I, how can I be negative about that? In what way can I disparage you and your performance in that game? When you put up those kind of numbers, you played a good football game. Jimmy Garoppolo was nice on Sunday. I have no problem saying that. A lot of people think I just hate the guy. I don't hate him. I hate the way he plays most of the time. But on Sunday, there's nothing for me to dissect other than those two passes, the near interception to Jalen Ramsey and being late on the post pattern to Ray ray McLeod. Take those two passes off the board. They didn't hurt us. They didn't cost us the game. Take those two passes out the equation. He played good football on Sunday. That's all I want. That's all I ask for. Once again, I don't hate that man. I hate his fans. I hate people in the media who act like he's the reason the 49ers have success. I hate his idiotic, dumbass, nonsensical, stupid-ass fans who try to tell me that he's the, the best player on the team. We can't win without him. He's this, he's that. I hate when people give him credit for shit he didn't do and overlook the defense and the running game and the other players on the team team who are better at their positions than he is at his. I hate those people. I don't hate him directly. I've always said the same thing about Garoppolo. I've been consistent in my stance. He is somewhere between 15 and 22 as far as starting quarterbacks in the NFL. If you had to rank all 32 starting quarterbacks in the National Football League based on skill level, talent, ability, whatever, I would put him somewhere between 15 and 22. On a good day, he's 15. On a bad day, he's 22. And somewhere in the middle, most other games. But he's shown the aptitude to play the position. He's shown the capability. He can do this. That's what makes it so frustrating. That's what is so maddening about watching him play. He gives you glimpses of competent quarterback play. And then usually in other games, it's followed up by some boneheaded mistake, a backwards fumble, a pick eight, poor pocket presence, stepping up directly into a sack, inaccurate throws behind someone, six feet over their fucking head, throwing in the double, triple, quadruple coverage or whatever. That's the part that pisses you off because he shows the ability. He can do this. He's not the drizzling shits. He's not complete and utter trash. It's just that he plays like that sometimes, and it makes you want to reach through the fucking TV screen and choke him because it's like, dude, I've seen you. I've watched every snap he's played for the 49ers. I've seen the guy with my own two eyes play high-caliber pro football quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and then I see the boneheaded stupid bullshit he does every now and then, and I get frustrated. That's really all it is. But based on the way he played this past Sunday versus the Rams, there are no complaints. For this season, Garoppolo has a passer rating of 100.7. That's better than Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, and Russell Wilson. He's seventh in the NFL in passer rating. He can do this. It's there. The ability is there. The capability, the competence, it's there. Just harness it and manufacture it and produce like that on a consistent basis, and I will shut the fuck up and do what I'm doing now. I'll give you your flowers. That touchdown pass he threw to pretty much put the game away in the fourth quarter when it's 24-14 49ers, and he throws a fucking dart, a dime, in the back of the end zone to George Kittle. Touchdown 49ers, that's elite. That's high-level quarterback play right there. That was a beautifully thrown football. It's perfect. You can't ask for anything better than that. The play design on that play. Oh, my God. That was exquisite. That was wonderful. Kyle Shanahan, welcome back. Welcome to the 2022 NFL football season, Kyle Shanahan. It's good to see you. Haven't seen you the first seven weeks of the season, but you showed up last Sunday against your old nemesis, your son, Sean McVay Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan once again bullied this man. He shoved him into a locker. He gave him a wedgie. He picked him up by his ankles and dipped his head inside of a toilet. Took his lunch money for the eighth time in four years. It's getting out of hand at this point. I know, I know, I know. Rams fans might listen to this and say, well, we beat y'all where it matter most. NFC Championship game. Yeah, you got that. You definitely got that. You won that game. I mean, you had a fucking all-star team last year. You had Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller and Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. You kind of sort of were supposed to win the Super Bowl last season, so really all you did was what you were supposed to do. So uh, I don't really give you that much credit for that Fugazi-ass championship last year. You had 47 people at your championship parade last season. The Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA had more people at their championship parade than the Rams had at theirs. Teams like that don't deserve to win championships. I'm sorry. The fact that the Rams won the Super Bowl last year pisses me off. The fact that Kyle Shanahan... Got coached by Sean McVay in that NFC Championship game last year after you shown, same thing, Kyle's just like Jimmy. I've seen you do it before. This is why I get so frustrated. It's not like you're incompetent and you can't do it. I've seen Kyle Shanahan coach circles around other coaches. He's done it eight times to Sean McVay. I saw Kyle Shanahan lead a 49er team into Foxborough, Massachusetts and absolutely eviscerate Bill Belichick. He mopped the floor with the guy who, in many people's eyes, is the greatest coach who ever coached football. Kyle Shanahan chokeslammed Bill Belichick through a table in that game. I've seen Kyle go toe-to-toe in the Superdome against Sean Payton in that legendary, explosive, incandescent 48-46 display of offensive mastery between the 49ers and Saints that day. Jimmy Garoppolo, that's the best game he ever played, period. The best football game Garoppolo ever played and arguably the best game Kyle Shanahan ever coached. I've seen both of you guys do this on a regular basis. Why can't you sustain this? Why can't it be a more regular basis? I've seen Kyle out-coach other people before, and he owns Sean McVay. And in this past Sunday's game, you saw that brilliant play design that made Kyle Shanahan famous and made him in vogue throughout coaching circles throughout the entire league, that gave him that reputation of being an offensive genius. You saw that on display. You saw the halfback pass from the player of the game, the newest acquisition of the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, who in this game threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, and caught a touchdown. Three men in NFL history have ever done that. The late, great Walter Payton, LaDainian Tomlinson, and now Christian McCaffrey. Those first two men are already enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Christian McCaffrey is in illustrious company doing what he did on Sunday. He was awesome. He was fucking awesome. Not just the three touchdowns, but he also was responsible for 10 49er first downs in this game. Five rushing and five receiving. Third down conversions have been a problem for the 49ers all season, and Christian McCaffrey single handedly solves that problem. 10 first downs by one player. He accounted for 149 yards from scrimmage in this game, including a 34 yard touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk. Great play design by Kyle Shanahan. Great job by Jimmy Garoppolo. This cannot be understated. Making sure this pass was backwards was a lateral which then allows Christian McCaffrey to throw a forward pass downfield to Brandon Nyuk, hitting him in stride. 34-yard touchdown pass, big-time play. The balls of Kyle to call this play. As a matter of fact, fun fact of the day, fun slash useless fact of the day. Two of them. I got two fun, useless facts for you. Kyle Shanahan is now 3-0 in games where a non-quarterback throws a touchdown. The previously mentioned Saints game in 2019, that display of offensive brilliance and mastery. One of the touchdowns scored in that game was Raheem Mostert throwing a touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders. The 49ers won that game. Last season, Week 18, once again versus the Rams. Same building, same opponent, SoFi Stadium. Debo Samuel threw a touchdown pass to Jawan Jennings. The 49ers won that game to make the playoffs. And then this game, Christian McCaffrey with that 34-yard touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Shanahan three and zero. Whenever a non-quarterback throws a touchdown, that's fun slash useless fact number one. Fun slash useless fact number two. And I don't really, I don't want to take a shot at Garoppolo. I'm trying to be positive. He played well, but the fact is, with that 34-yard touchdown pass by Christian McCaffrey, that is now one more. Touchdown pass of 30 or more air yards thrown by Christian McCaffrey than Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown in the past three seasons. Trey Lance has one, Nick Mullins has one, and now Christian McCaffrey has one. Jimmy Garoppolo has not thrown a touchdown pass of 30 or more air yards in the past three seasons. Fun slash useless fact of the day. But I'm not going to disparage Garoppolo on this podcast. He played well. I'm not going to shit on him in this podcast. I just had to point that out. I thought that was a fun fact I stumbled upon the past couple of days. But anyway, back to the awesomeness that is Christian McCaffrey. you got to remember, Debo Samuel did not play in this game on Sunday. That's number one. The second thing you got to remember is the Rams were trying to get Christian McCaffrey themselves. They were competing with the 49ers. The problem is the Rams didn't have enough draft capital to, to trade with Carolina to acquire Christian McCaffrey. The 49ers did, and that's the reason why he's currently playing for the 49ers. If Christian McCaffrey had played for the Rams in that game, with Debo Samuel not being available to play for the 49ers due to a hamstring injury, the Rams probably win that game on Sunday. I think that was the defining piece of that game, is that Christian McCaffrey was wearing garnet and gold and not blue and gold. Playing for the Rams. He's playing for the 49ers. We won the game because we got Christian McCaffrey. 149 yards from scrimmage, 10 first downs, and three touchdowns three different ways. He's the player of the game. He won that game for the 49ers and the Niner defense and the superb play of James Richard Garoppolo. Total team effort. Rams had a 14-10 lead at halftime. They got outscored 21-0 in the second half. That's a nice change of direction from what has been the entire season for the 49ers where they have been outscored 49 to 10 in the third quarter going into that Rams game. The previous week versus Kansas City, it's 14-13 Chiefs at halftime, the Niners get outscored 30 to 10 in the second half versus the Falcons a few weeks ago. They get outscored 14 nothing in the second half. But it was nice, it was positive. It was comforting as a fan to see that they turned around that trend, changed the course, changed direction, and were able to outscore someone in the second half. It's a four-quarter game, 60 minutes, all the cliches, yada, yada, yada. The 49ers, for the first time this season, I feel like, were able to put together a full four-quarter football game. They played well in all three phases for all four quarters of the game. Truthfully, I felt like the Rams had a good game plan in the first half coming off that embarrassing Monday night loss versus San Francisco where Matt Stafford got sacked seven times in that game. Their game plan for this one was to make sure the ball gets out of Stafford's hands quickly, a lot of short passes, a lot of screen passes, get the ball out of his hands and try to avoid that elusive, that persistent 49er pass rush, and it worked. And they put together, before halftime, they put together a 17-play drive culminating in a touchdown to Cooper Cup in the back of the end zone to have the lead 14-10 at halftime. They were 5-6 on third down, 83%, similar to what Kansas City did the week prior. Great game plan in the first half, but adjustments were made at halftime by D'Amico Ryans, defensive coordinator for the 49ers, and the Niners came out and shut them down in the second half. They forced four consecutive punts by the Rams. They got after Stafford. They started getting pressure. Bosa got a couple of sacks in the second half. Fred Warner had 12 tackles, the game leader in tackles, all over the field on Sunday. As a matter of fact, the Rams failed to cross midfield in the second half of that game on Sunday. They did not get past the 50-yard line. Dominance on display by the 49er defense. You pitch a shutout, you don't allow your opponent to cross midfield. That's dominance. That's what I'm talking about. Coming off a week where you got embarrassed By Kansas City, giving up 44 points on over 500 yards total offense. And Mahomes treated you like a prostitute in that game against Kansas City. Coming off that bad of a performance, you rebound nicely and you shut down the Rams. I look at the Rams as some good weed. Anytime you're having a bad day, just go get high. Get some good weed, smoke that, feel better. So whenever the 49ers are down, whenever the Niners get embarrassed, All they got to do is smoke that Rams pack get some of that Matt Stafford Cush or that Aaron Donald OG and feel a lot better. They lost to Denver on Sunday night. That was the game where Jimmy voluntarily took a safety out the back of the end zone. or I should say unknowingly took a safety out the back of the end zone and then threw a pick six, a play I like to call a pick eight. Just totally shit the bed in that game. As an offense, collectively, they were terrible. You lose 11-10. You bounce back the following week on Monday night and beat the shit out the Rams 24-9. Last week, you get smoked by Kansas City. You get fucked up in every phase of the game last week. You come back this week, you got the Rams on the schedule again. You bounce back. They are are a rebound team for us now. Anytime the 49ers need to get right, all they got to do is play the Rams. The Niners right now 4-4 four and four, going into a bye week. Three of those wins inside the NFC West. Three divisional wins. They beat the Seahawks in week two, and you got two wins versus the Rams. The lone win outside of the NFC West was that 37-15 destruction versus Carolina in Carolina that led to their coach being fired and the 49ers taking the Panthers' best player and putting him on our team, Christian McCaffrey. Four and four going into the bye week, and a whole slew of 49ers who are currently injured and banged up and unable to play are going to be able to play coming out of the bye week. Debo Samuel, Javon Kinlaw, Jason Verrett, just to name a few, are going to be available going forward. So you're four and four. You're getting healthy. Going down the stretch, the Niners only have one game on turf. That's in Seattle in December. The rest of the games are going to be on grass and you have no more games on the east coast going forward down the stretch. They set themselves up nicely. Now me personally, I wish they would get off to better starts because they should be and could be 7 and 1 right now. But I digress. That's neither here nor there. The power of positivity on this podcast, on this particular podcast. Could be 7 to 1, but you're 4 and 4, but you're getting a lot of guys back going forward the schedule. Not as difficult as I I thought it was going to be. you got the Chargers coming out of the bye week. The Chargers are overrated. Not that good this season. They've struggled mightily with injuries in their own right. Justin Herbert not playing the standard of football that he normally plays. J.C. Jackson out for the season. Austin Eckler banged up with injuries. The Chargers are struggling right now. we We should win that game. We should beat them in that game. That's a Sunday night game on NBC should be able to win that game. It's going well right now for the 49ers. It was doom and gloom last week. I came on the podcast and just took a shit all over the team and their prospects and everyone who I felt like was culpable in that embarrassing, humiliating loss to Kansas City a week ago. But that was last week. The NFL is a week-to-week league. You can look like shit one week, and then the following week you can send your opponent to the parallel universe you just emerged from yourself. So the 49ers have righted the ship for now, anyway. For now, currently at this present moment, they've righted the ship, got back on track, four and four. And the best news of all coming out of that game, Kyle Shanahan reported in a post-game news conference: there were no injuries. No one got hurt last Sunday. That's that's something to celebrate right there. It should pop champagne bottles off of that. No one got hurt in a 49er game? Are you kidding me? That's cause for celebration. I mean, what's going to happen next? Is marijuana going to be taken off the Schedule One drug list and all nonviolent drug offenders who are currently wrongfully incarcerated are going to be free from jail? Who knows? One can only hope. Good win last week. Then again, they always kick the Rams' ass. Deja vu all over again. Anytime the Niners need to get right, just smoke that Rams pack. Four and four going into the bye week. Nine games remain. I think they can realistically go six and three, seven and two. Puts us at about 10 and seven or 11 and six into the playoffs. And then this team, the way this roster is built, once they get in the playoffs, they can be a dangerous opponent for anybody with the roster being what it is. And if Garoppolo can just be competent, they can go far in the playoffs, winning a Super Bowl. I still don't know. He still has not earned my trust 100% yet, especially in a big game opposite Buffalo with Josh Allen or Kansas City with Mahomes. I ain't ready to jump out the window and say the Niners are going to win a Super Bowl. I still stand by what I've been saying the whole time. They can, go, they can go to the playoffs. They can get far. They've shown and proved they can do that with number 10 at quarterback. I still believe the standards should be Super Bowl or bust. These are the San Francisco 49ers we're talking about. This is a five-time championship-winning organization. This team has a pedigree, a history, a lineage in the NFL that dictates the fan base should have higher expectations and higher standards than just simply making the playoffs. So Jimmy and Kyle are not out of my doghouse yet, but they did better this week. Christian McCaffrey, like I said, awesome. As I said on that particular when I made that podcast talking about the McCaffrey trade, I said it was going to be worth it. And I said the possibilities are endless. And this is going to show, this is going to test if Kyle Shanahan really is that offensive genius. You saw some of that on display in this past game. Wait till Debo Samuel gets back. And now you can, you can have Debo and CMC on the field together, along with Brandon Ayuk who has caught a touchdown pass in like three consecutive games now, he's getting better. He's living up to his potential. He's playing good quality football right now. Brandon Nalyuk is kicking ass. All these weapons, no excuses, zero excuses for coach and quarterback. Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo, an embarrassment of riches to put points on the board with. They put up 31 in this game. Awesome. For the second time this season, they scored 30 points. Kyle Juszczyk didn't even play in this game. Salute to my man Ross Dwelle, who filled in for Kyle Juszczyk as that do-it-all hybrid H-back, tight end, fullback, whatever. Ross Dwelle did an excellent Kyle Juszczyk impression in this game. Juszczyk had a broken finger from last week's game, was on the sideline with a cast and a sling, couldn't play this week. And Dwelle stepped in, next man up, right? He played out of his mind. He was awesome out there. Ross, My man Ross Dwelle... Number 82, who always should get more playing time anyway. I don't know what we're doing with Tyler Croft and Charlie Warner most weeks. Those guys get a lot of targets. I don't understand why. Ross Dwelle is better than both of them. He should be the backup tight end to George Kittle, damn it. They were needed in this game because to compensate for the absence of check, Kyle went heavy in this game. You saw a lot of 13 personnel in this game. One running back, three tight ends. You saw a lot of 22 personnel, two running backs, two tight ends. A lot of heavy formations in this game, and it worked. It worked to perfection. They moved the ball in the entire game. I thought that was a great change of pace for Kyle, incorporating three tight ends to basically take the place of Kyle Usechek. That was great. Great game plan, great strategy, and impeccable execution by the men in uniform for the San Francisco 49ers. Excellent job all around. Everyone did their job this week. Offense, defense, special teams, all three phases, coaching staff, players. I got no complaints for this week. No complaints at all. And that's rare that I have nothing to complain about. That's about as rare as the 49ers playing a game where no one gets hurt. That's very, very rare where I have nothing to complain about. No issues at all. No discrepancies. One random thing I will point out, though, This uh, ongoing feud between Jalen Ramsey, star defensive back of the L.A. Rams, and Robbie Gold, the kicker for the 49ers. I don't understand this. What's the origin of this feud? Where did this thing start? Who started it? How does Jalen Ramsey and Robbie Gold have a back and forth? Really not even a back and forth. It's all being initiated by Jalen Ramsey, or at least that's the way it seems. That's the way it comes across. I want to know what started this. What was the catalyst for this beef, this friction between Jalen Ramsey and Robbie Gold? Who picks a fight with Robbie Gold? Robbie Gold looks like the day shift manager at Chick-fil-A who's been working there since he was 17 and is currently 48. Who picks a fight with a guy like that? Jalen Ramsey, man, you got to do better than that, man. That's inexcusable. You can't be picking a fight with a kicker. Come on, dude. Pick a fight with somebody... You play defense. Pick a fight with somebody on the offense. Pick a fight with Ayuk. Pick a fight with Debo Samuel. Pick a fight with George Kittle. Start some shit with Garoppolo. Go go fight Mike McGlinchey, like I said on the previous podcast. Based on Mike McGlinchey's style of football, based on what I observe when I watch him play and looking at his tape, based on his lack of hands, I can tell that Mike McGlinchey can't fight. He has a fear to initiate contact. He doesn't want to engage in hand-to-hand combat. He got thrown around in this game. I don't even want to lament about it because, like I said, this is a podcast of positivity. But, I mean, he did get his ass kicked in that game. McGlinchy gets his ass kicked every week. But if you're Jalen Ramsey, that's a bigger target. If you beat him up, it looks more impressive. If you talk some shit to McGlinchy, and, and McGlinchey did have a back and forth with Aaron Donald. I'll give McGlinchey credit for that. McGlinchey at least picked out the biggest, baddest, toughest motherfucker on the Rams. Jalen Ramsey picked a fight with Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold looks like the kind of guy who's already called the police. Like if Jalen Ramsey and Robbie Gold get into it on the streets, Jalen Ramsey's gonna go viral. There's gonna be video circulating worldwide of someone with a knee on the back of his neck because Robbie Gold already called the cops. It's just bad optics, Jalen Ramsey. What's next? You're going to pick a fight with our equipment manager? Start some shit with one of the Gold Rush cheerleaders? It's just not a good look when you are picking a fight with a guy who looks like he could tell you everything you need to know about apple seeds. Do better, Jalen Ramsey. And do better, LA Rams. Stop getting your ass kicked by the 49ers. Or actually continue getting your ass kicked by the 49ers because I enjoy it. I also enjoy doing the podcast, and this concludes this episode of the Deion Gordon Podcast. Eternally grateful, always humble, very much appreciative. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, as always, okay, don't forget this. Tread lightly like a woodpecker with a headache. Picture me rolling. I'm out.